You're traveling through another dimension. A dimension comprised of knowledge, opinions, and entertainment. A journey on a virtual information highway into a wondrous land whose boundaries are more distant than the outer reaches of the Twitter sphere. Your next stop, The Trend Zone. Hello and welcome to The Trend Zone. Dave here with Casey and each week at the Football Radio Show we give you our expert insight, analysis, and opinions on the top trending stories in the NFL. Are you ready, yes, Casey? Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. I take that as an affirmative. In today's episode, we will talk about the coaches' carousel, the senior Bowl, QB prospects in the draft, and of course, we'll preview all the games coming up in Divisional Weekend of the NFL. But Casey, before we get started, the people demand a tasty nug. Can you provide such a nug? Always, my friend. Always, <laughs> dude. We got the final eight, man. The Elite Eight and the Eagles and Jags, they both completed the uh, worst to first turnaround. They're moving on to the uh, Divisional round. Sweet. And then you throw in the Vikes, the Saints. Those guys uh, didn't finish in the top of their divisions last year. And throw in the Titans, Dave. we got five clubs that are new to the playoff field, baby. Five of eight, that is pretty sweet. That's why we love the NFL, dude, from uh, you know season to season, man. Everybody's got hope for the most part. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, of course, we'd like a little expansion, perhaps, but, man, it is a tough ticket to punch to get in there, and that's why we see this turnover from year to year, man. Um, and speaking of turnover, dude, Black Monday recently passed by, and a crap load of coaches, maybe not as many, though, as some people thought, but let's talk about uh, some of these um, deposed coaches, dude. Yeah, dude, John Fox, he's done in Chi-Town. Jim Caldwell, he's done in Detroit. Chuck Pagano with the Colts. He wasn't able to hang on at Ben McAdoo. They ran that jerk out of town a few weeks ago. <laughs> and Jack Del Rio, brother, he is gone too. Right. And uh, those guys were all fired. And Bruce Arians, he decided it was time to go out on his own turn. He went ahead and retired. Um, any of those guys that uh, make you scratch your head a little bit and wonder? Hmm. You know, uh, the only ones would be uh, Jim Caldwell, just because he did have really a, a pretty good amount of success there. Um, but they just kind of couldn't get it over the hump. So I see that uh, a little bit there. Uh, but also Jack Del Rio just, but hey, the grass is always greener on the other side there. Uh, so we know exactly why he really got the boot. Uh, it yeah. wasn't necessarily directly uh, correlated to his per performance there. Uh, it was something else on the horizon. Um, C Casey, as I said, there were a, a lot of speculated uh, coaching coaches to be fired here. Some of them were able to uh, avoid the axe. Let's go ahead and talk a little bit about those. Yeah, Marvin Lewis for the Bengals. He stayed put. Vance Joseph, your favorite guy for the Broncos. Hugh Jackson <laughs> in Cleveland. Dirk Cutter in Tampa Bay. And Jay Gruden for the Skins. Dude, my biggest head scratcher on this guy is Marvin Lewis, man. Three weeks ago, this guy was done. He's like, I'm out. I'm moving on to yep. bigger and better things. Since he responds with a couple of wins, he's staying put on a new deal. Anybody else, uh, you're like, hmm, this cat maybe should have gotten fired. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's Vance Joseph for, for the Broncos, dude. They had a seven or eight game losing streak in there. That's not, that's not good. I'm surprised he was able to survive that. Um, and it, he had that deer in the headlights look to me on the yeah. sidelines. Uh, for me, Hugh, Hugh Jackson get not getting the boot, even though his record is atrocious, but you know, that place, who wants to coach there and who would have done a better job? So I'm not as surprised that he was able to keep the job. He wants it. 
who else does, you know? <laughs> yeah, not many people. All right, Dave, a couple of those jobs already filled up. Start us off with the Bears. Yeah, man, the Bears hire uh, Chiefs offensive coordinator Matt Nagy. Um, and, you know, the, when the Chiefs were struggling midseason there and they lost five of six or something like that, Matt Nagy started taking over play calling uh, for Andy Reid, and that sort of sparked this team, man. And I think that really put him uh, out there in the forefront of the coaches that people wanted to take a look at. And you got um, Troobs there, the young quarterback that really needs some grooming. This is a smart hire as far as I'm concerned. So you build around uh, Troobs, and you've got Matt Nagy to help guide him. Yeah, I got a pretty sweet running game there with the Bears, too. And Dave, Oakland Raiders, baby, bringing back a familiar <laughs> face. Chucky, John Gruden, back in the mix, dude. Yeah, dude. I hope he's practicing his mean faces, dude, because I'm looking forward to seeing those on the sideline. Man, did they give this guy a boatload of money, though. Ten years and a hundred million bucks. And we know the, the Raiders aren't one of these really cash-heavy teams, necessarily. So, um this is going to be very interesting. He really was only there for a handful of years um, and had pretty good success, but uh, obviously won the Super Bowl in Tampa Bay. And wow, he left behind a pretty cushy job, dude. What do you think? No doubt this cat is committed, though. Like you said, he had that sweet gig. He must really want to be back in the game to uh, leave the booth and the quarterback camp and all that stuff he does. Uh, but he's one of these guys that just eats and breathes and lives for football also. Yeah. That's a good fit, man. I know you're not the biggest fan of stuff going right for the Raiders, <laughs> but uh, I know it's exciting to see Chucky back in the game. He likes it too much, but I'm definitely going to miss this dude on uh, the Monday Night Telecast, man. Yeah, me too. And, and, you know, he's got a great quarterback there, I think, in Derek Carr that still has a, a huge future in front of him. So that's a nice job to get for Gruden. So interesting. Casey, moving along, dude. The season is over. We've obviously got some important games in front of us still in the playoffs here, but also for some of these teams, it's time to focus on the NFL draft. And one of the best games uh, in the college all-star thing is the Senior Bowl, dude. This game sends like 98, 99% of the guys that participate, these seniors, get drafted, and they are big-time NFL players, man. Yeah, dude, and uh, they've dialed in. they got the staff selected for these. The Houston Texans are going to be in there, and same with the Denver Broncos. And you, we, you and I have talked about this a lot. When the Cowboys had this opportunity a few years ago, they came out and they drafted Dak Prescott. You get to see these guys firsthand, see how they work, see how they practice. It's a great opportunity with all the uh, question marks around the quarterback position for the Broncos. This is a great opportunity for them. It kind of fell to them. And the Texans, man, there's uh, plenty of work to be done there, too. It's a great opportunity for these teams. Yeah, and my Chargers story is, of course, when uh, the Chargers coached this game, we were awful, and they uh, had Philip Rivers there, and they fell in love with him. Uh, and the end of story there, that was the beginning of Philip Rivers uh, on the Chargers. So, obviously, a an opportunity for these coaching staffs to get a first-hand look, although all the NFL teams will have plenty of uh, people on hand there to watch these guys practice. Also, right, Casey, dude. speaking of, go ahead. Oh, what I was going to say, speaking of falling in love with quarterbacks, there's a couple <laughs> new uh, bells at the ball, baby. Going to be a couple more in this draft. It's going to be heavy. Sam Darnold and Josh Rosen both declare for the NFL draft. Dave, we got a QB shortage at the collegiate level here in LA, bro. <laughs> yeah, we certainly are going to be. It's going to be a nice transition uh, locally here for our, our Los Angeles college teams. But heading into the draft there, obviously these guys are huge prospects. There's a number of exciting prospects that are going to be at the Senior Bowl. Clearly, Darnold and Rosen are not going to be out there risking themselves. But a number of very interesting prospects for the Senior Bowl, dude. 
Yeah, Baker Mayfield, he said he's going to uh, play. <laughs> yeah, and Allen from Wyoming, man, these are two of the, I think, the most interest around these quarterbacks. There, People want to see these guys out. It's going to be nice to see them participate in the game and see how they uh, do getting coached up by these NFL staffs all week. And then you throw in Jackson there from um, Louisville, too, man. A lots of QBs in this draft, man. And it's going to be interesting to see how the top 10 plays out. Yeah. No, that no, is for don't forget, dude, Mason Rudolph also. Day, Mason Rudolph is a right. gunslinger there from Oklahoma State, um, as well as Luke uh, Falk. Um, these guys are exciting, man. Washington so, State. yeah. Yeah. Very exciting quarterback class. I, I mean, arguably the best we've seen in terms of guys that you really want to see, you need a little more information on. This is going to be a fun game to see who, who practices well all week, who lights it up game time. You know, the best thing about all these quarterbacks is is when you don't need a quarterback that allows those other players to fall down a little bit. That's so. right. That sounds nice, man. And our team's ready to take those follows, falling players, right? All right, man. Um, speaking Let's of... Let's get to this year's quarterback. <sighs> okay, dude. Yeah, let's stop, let's stop noodling around here and let's get to the big games this weekend. Obviously, divisional games in the NFL playoffs. There's final eight. This is... We both agree the most exciting single weekend in football. Just enough games to keep us totally satisfied and really narrows down the field. Uh, get us started, though, Casey, man. Let's stop noodling around and get to it. That's right, baby. Saturday gets it started. It's Atlanta Falcons at the Philadelphia Eagles, dude. The Falcons are three-point favorites on the road. Yeah. Wow. Road favorites here. And obviously we know that's because of the quarterback situation in Philly. But let's talk about Atlanta, man. They had to win a handful of games late. They were on the outside there. They yeah. won their way in. They've been in playoff battle-tested mode for a handful of weeks now. And they're getting it done. I think they're peaking right now. And you look at Dan Quinn. We've said this before. He's been in... uh the playoffs, two of his first three seasons with Atlanta. He's been in the Super Bowl, I think, three of the last four times. And he's got Matt Ryan, dude, who lights it up in the playoffs, dude. Averages over 325 yards a game and 13 TDs and just one interception in his last five playoff games. So I'm expecting that Matt Ryan to show up. He's a 70-plus percentage uh, guy in those last five games, man. So he was lighting it up. Last year, um, obviously, a very exciting offense with this uh, Falcons team. The tandem at running back um, with uh, Coleman and Freeman, uh, Julio Jones. I mean, this team is loaded. And if they can piece it together right now, it's going to be very exciting. Yeah, dude, that running game really smashed the Rams last week. And the players just kind of imposed their will, almost ran 40 times in that game. But they... If the, the underrated uh, squad here is this Atlanta defense, man. Mm -hmm. They held the top-scoring offense in the NFL last week to just 13 points, and they were kind of lucky to get those, man. They were tackling all over the field, man. That young secondary, um, it's it's a great team, man. It, uh, it's it got a Dan Quinn flavor to it. Yeah. Obviously, the defensive pass there, um, and they are chomping at the bit to get a little bit of revenge, man. So um, they are or um, like what they see, because you flip it over to the Eagles on offense, it's not Carson Wentz out there. No. It's Nick Foles. And, um, you know, that's not the, the bread and butter that got this team where it is for these Eagles. Didn't have the best couple games to close out the season, but he's been 
been there before. He actually has a, a playoff victory, man. A few years back, they went up against the Saints, and they were able to get the win there. Um, McGarrett Blunt's got a lot of playoff experience from his time with the Patriots, the one-two punch with him and Ajayi. Yeah. It's going to be pretty interesting to watch there. Um, and you know what? You know that it's going to be a well-composed crowd there in Philly. You know, <laughs> Gentlemanly. Yeah. Yes, gentlemanly. Don't forget, Casey, Alshon Jeffrey, uh, Nelson Aguilar really turning it on this uh, this year, becoming a, a real uh, contributor. And uh, my guy for fantasy, Zach Ertz. Also, these guys all uh, score touchdowns. It's going to be a lot of fun. They'll flip it over to the defense. We talked about that Atlanta defense. They're young. They're exciting. This Eagles defense is a very solid, I think, underrated group as well. Um Got a handful of guys in there. Uh, Fletcher Cox on the defensive line, defensive end Brandon Graham. Those guys can, uh, they're very stout uh, against the run and they're, uh, get after the quarterback, man. So, uh, defensively, the Eagles are no pushover at all, dude. This is going to be an interesting matchup. Yeah, dude, giving up just over 18 points a game and 31 takeaways on the season, man. That is pretty good there for those Eagles. Going to be a good game. Yeah, man. Turnover battle, always so important. All right. Moving it along, Casey. It is the upstart Tennessee Titans at the New England Patriots. Patriots at home favored by 13 and a half. Whoa, that's a big number. Yeah, it is. But, man, the, uh, you know, 13 and a half, that's almost five points less than that 18-point second-half deficit that they came (laughs) back last week to beat the Chiefs. And it's the way they did it, dude. Marcus Mariota really stepped up to the biggest stage possible. And played well. They had some jitters at the beginning, but after he got that first touchdown pass to himself out of the way, he was feeling pretty good about things. Didn't make any mistakes in the second half of that game. And then they really relied on Derrick Henry, dude. Over 150 rushing yards last week against the Chiefs. He's going to hope to duplicate that. Um, No DeMarco Murray in this game. But between Mariota and the legs of Derrick Henry, there's a lot of running the football for this squad. Yeah, I think, and we saw the Mariota block late at the game that sprung Sweet. Henry for the for the to seal the deal there. That was, I think, that was uh, uh, the epitome of his performance, man, gutting it out. And I think if he uses his legs, that's the one thing really that Bill Belichick can't game plan against his yeah. speed and his ability to move the chains with his legs, man. Uh, very exciting. Don't forget my guy, Eric. Decker. I just like Decker. to say it. I just want to throw that in there. But he had a nice TD catch uh, last week, too, finally uh, getting it going there, man. On the defensive side, this Titans team, uh, pretty stout against the run uh, also. So um, yeah, the Patriots don't run a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, they can throw whichever running back they had. It's like running back right. roulette there, right? So we don't know. Uh, you know, Obviously, they can throw it to the running backs out in the flat and stuff and try and work around uh, that defensive front. But there are some pretty talented players here. Um, uh, Kevin Byard uh, leading the NFL with eight interceptions. So if they get a little too uh, cocky with themselves, they might find uh, them in trouble there. Brian Arakpo, though, also a big-time uh, factor on the at the linebacker position. And then Stout at the front, Jarrell Casey on the defensive line. Um, pretty good Stout defense on all three levels. Yeah, and you, obviously the D.C. there, Dick LeBeau, man, he's been around for a million years. If there's stuff they need to run the fly, he's the man to do it. And this defense has been playing better as the season went on. It'll be interesting to see how they respond to the biggest test they've had all year. Yeah, speaking of that big test, it is the New England Patriots um, offense here, uh, led by Tom Brady, 
Obviously, this Patriots team, they are consistent residents in the playoffs. Uh, 14 division titles in the last 15 years. It's kind of gross, right? And they always seem to have that home field, and they sit around and wait for uh, the prey to come in in this uh, very similar situation right here. But Tom Brady, obviously, he has basically all of the postseason records uh, at this point in his career. And like we mentioned briefly there, they got a handful of running backs. Who knows who's going to be the guy this week? Deion Lewis, though, kind of emerged uh, throughout the course of the season. But James White, the, the more uh, ready receiver out of the backfield there. Um, so we'll see interesting which way they go. And, of course, they've got the big dude at tight end, bro. Yeah, and Gronk uh, will give you fits. And what Kelsey was able to do against the Titans last week has me a little bit worried. So they're going to have to find a way to slow Gronk down. I'm good with that. Dave, you mentioned Tom Brady, dude. He's After this game, if he throws two touchdowns, he'll have 20 more pass it, touchdown passes in the playoffs. Then, oh, this guy Joe Montana, you heard of him? <laughs> well, he's pretty good. Some think he's pretty yeah. good, Casey. <laughs> it's insane, man. But Wait, this deep... But I was just going to say, Hogan. I just want to throw Hogan out there. It's fun to say. <laughs> Hopefully he's healthy. And Brandon yeah. Cook's the big play strikeability with uh, the Patriots on offense there. But this defense, dude, it started out so terrible. Remember week one when the Chiefs just smashed him and put over 40? Oh, yeah. They've come a long way, dude. There's not a bunch of stars on this defense. But uh, Matt Patricia, we're hearing his name uh, floated around for all kinds of for good reason. vacancies. Yeah, because he's got this, these guys playing pretty well, man. Um, like I said, not a bunch of player makers out there, but you know who's over? James Harrison, baby, coming over from oh, the Steelers, dude. Man. If we have to get a AFC championship that Steelers-Patriots, that will be worth it. But we'll see what these Titans can do. But, man, uh, hopefully, you know, they can do a good game. If they can clean up their mistakes, they're going to be in this thing. Yeah, and, of course, we have to mention Bill Belichick. He's the defensive wizard behind this thing that he can piece together a bunch of dudes that we don't necessarily know, uh, like household names. Uh, But, obviously, he got them playing together from the beginning of the season to where they are now as a uh, pretty uh, stout unit for sure. All right, Dave. Moving on to Sunday's action, we got the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the Steelers are seven and a half point favorites in this one, dude. Wow. I'll tell you what, dude, uh, that Jaguars offense uh, left a little bit to be desired last week. But if we take the the bigger perspective, I mean, obviously, Blake Borders really struggled last week passing for only 87 yards. And But the positive side is he ran for 88 yards. But when you take a look at his the beginning of his career, uh, he's actually got uh, a pretty good start, which is surprising, I think, to most people. Fourth most in NFL history by a player in his first four seasons passing the football. It's like, what? Yeah, I mean, I guess yeah. he's got a, a lot of garbage numbers or something because they weren't winning a ton of football games during that time period. But he is, when he gets it dialed in, if he can keep his, if he can get his confidence going early in this game, and it seemed like he was missing some wide open guys last week, if he can hit a couple of passes early and they can open it up and obviously he can use his legs uh, in this game too but they're gonna want to lean on another dude who's got some legs right i mean come on that's right baby the nfl is easy for this guy leonard fournette dude <laughs> had over a thousand yards as a rookie here and uh, nine rushing touchdowns wasn't a big part of the game plan last week um, against the Bills, or maybe it was just because the Bills are playing great defense. I expect yeah. a whole lot more of him in this game. Um, you got some youth at receiver with Cole and Ali, 
and don't forget my guy, Dede Westbrook, man. They've been coming mm-hmm. off. This offense is a work in progress. We've seen them. Hey, man, week five, they put up 30 points against the Steelers, man, and kicked the crap out of them. And actually, the Jags, dude, all time have a 13-11 and 11 record against the Steelers. There's not many teams out there that can say they have a winning record all time against the Steelers. Wow. They're going to have to play great this week. Bortles is going to have to be great. But you know who I bet plays great? That Jacksonville defense, bro. Wow. No question about it, dude. This defense is legitimate. This is the one that Gus Bradley pieced together in his four years there. And then they showed him the door. And now they really have started to gel when they brought in Calais Campbell, the veteran. I thought uh, you were going to have a chance to talk Charger right there. And you said oh, back to the game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Side, Bradley, seg- sideway, quick. Real segue into the Chargers who just re-signed uh, Gus Bradley. Good guy. Uh, I think a really strong defensive coordinator. But let's get back to this Jaguars defense. Seven defensive touchdowns this league this year. Um, that wow. led the NFL. They were second in the league with 55 sacks, 21 picks. These guys change games with their defense. Uh, but by the way, when you win the turnover battle, you win football games. And if there's some way that this Jags team is going to go into Pittsburgh and find a W, then I'll tell you what, it's going to have something to do with this defense treating Big Ben like they did earlier in this season when they roughed them up and picked them off five times and basically had them talking retirement, Casey. Yeah, dude, and you mentioned him, Clays Campbell. He really was the the gelling factor to this defense there. And then my guy, Barry Church, this was the one guy that the Dallas Cowboys let get away that I was like, we're going to miss him. And you've seen his veteran leadership on this squad too. So they have leaders at all different levels. Kelvin Smith, a linebacker there. This is a solid defensive squad, man. I don't think they're going to pick Ben five times, <laughs> but they have the players to make this thing a game. And, uh, man, it's going to be an interesting matchup. What do you think Big Ben's learned since the last time these guys played? He's probably not going to want to throw it uh, and gamble too much. You know, with Jalen Ramsey and A.J. Boye out there on the corners, uh, those guys are skilled, man, and they cut in front and they they go after it. They're gamblers. So you don't want to take risks if you're Big Ben. Make sure you uh, get in a rhythm and, you know, they can they can hand off the Le'Veon Bell, too. Speaking of, maybe we should swing it over and talk a little bit about Big Ben and the, the three prime guys uh, that the Steelers are going to put out there, perhaps the best trio of offensive players in the league. Yeah, dude, Big Ben, a different quarterback at home. He's been great there, and this was his fifth 4,000-yard season as a quarterback, dude. A big part of why he uh, gets so many yards is because he's got Antonio Brown, dude. Yep. Antonio Brown, over 1,500 yards, had that calf injury um, to end the regular season. He's supposedly back, full strength, ready to go. Uh, but Juju Smith-Schuster has been a real nice spark plug in that mm-hmm. offense. We thought it was going to be um, – Bryant, but it hasn't been. It's been Smith-Schuster there, dude. He's been really good. That's a nice one-two punch, but, dude, it gets started in the backfield. Dude, yep. Lev John Bell, just under 2,000 scrimmage yards uh, on the season. This guy, he's missed some times in past playoff um, runs for the Steelers. He's there. He's healthy, dude. Um, in his last couple of postseason games, dude, 160-plus scrimmage yards. And his only home playoff game that the guy's been in, 167 rush yards and two TDs. Um, he's done pretty well against the Jags, dude. They're going to um, have to find some magic between those uh, the triple Bs if they're going to win this game against the Jags. And that Steelers defense is getting better, too, dude. Yeah, no question. Unfortunately, they will not have the services of uh, Ryan Shazier. That 
might be something that's a galvanizing factor that motivates these guys uh, on that side of the ball, ball to play even better as a unit, though. Um, they led the NFL with 56 sacks. Uh, not a surprise Surprise that Blitzburg gets after the quarterback. Um, they've got... Uh, Blitzburg and Saxonville. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. It's a nice combination. Cam Hayward, though, uh, really starting to put together a nice career. 12 sacks uh, this year. Um, TJ Watt, man, the other Watt, right? Well, one of the other Watts, I suppose, um, at linebacker. Really uh, coming on strong as a rookie. Seven sacks and a pick this year. Um the Steelers are known for great defense. It seemed like for a little while there, they didn't have it all put together. But this group, um, and unfortunately, Ryan Shazier was the, kind of the leader of this yeah. unit. Um, but uh, this can be a very strong unit, especially at home when that crowd gets behind them and they are getting after the quarterback, man. So it's going to be interesting. And real quick, re- re- right back to the Antonio Brown thing with the calf. I'm st- I'm still a little bit nervous about um, of that partially torn calf, man. That one that got me a little bit nervous, dude. Yeah, dude, I'm not a world-class athlete. I've never played in an NFL game, but I have torn my calf. And when I did, dude, I was on crutches for four weeks. Well, That was before anything. He's not had a month off. I know he's got uh, a bunch of stuff working for him, but you might be right about that. It'll be interesting to watch. Man. It will be, dude. It has to come up big in this one. Yeah. All right, dude, move it along to another fantastic game on the NFC side. It's the New Orleans Saints playing phenomenal football right now. They are heading into that awesome new stadium in Minnesota to face this Vikings team, which has had a great season. Vikings at home favored by four. Yeah, dude. Um, these two teams faced off in week one with the Vikings winning 29-19. to 19. Um, One of these teams, this will be their last game of the season, so they're going to start and finish playing the same team. But let's go ahead and start with these Saints, man. Kind of. Out of nowhere, we always say, yeah, you got Drew Brees, you got a shot, but no one was really talking about these guys at the beginning of the year. Well, but, especially uh, when they were 0-2, right? Start yeah. off 0-2, that you don't get a lot of chatter. Yeah. <laughs> and they weren't really able to run the ball, dude, and they get rid of, oh, yeah, Adrian Peterson, and then all of a sudden, what's left? Just, just Pro Bowls. Just Pro <laughs> Bowls. Get that guy out of there. <laughs> squad is um, scoring 28 points a, a game, dude. They're just, man, and they can do it in a number of ways. I mentioned Alvin Kamara and uh, Mark Ingram there, dude. Maybe the most solid one-two punch in the NFL, dude. Uh, uh, Michael Thomas, the receiver for Drew Brees. Man, they felt so good about this guy. They let Brandon Cooks get on out of there. He had a couple of huge plays last week against a really good Carolina defense, man. So it's a pick-your-poison with these guys. This is a solid offense. And Drew Brees, dude, a ton of playoff experience here. Yep. And it was against these Vikings in 2009 when they crumpled the farm to move on to the Super Bowl, dude. Oh. Vikings are going to want to have something to say about that. But these Saints are playing pretty good defense as well. Yeah, they sure are, dude. Obviously, uh, th- this this team for the last handful of years was going 7-9, 7-9, 7-9 with the Hall of Fame quarterback at the helm there and Drew Brees. Uh they obviously, like you said, bolstered that offense with the, the the rookie tailback. But on the defensive side, it's been a huge turnaround too. After a handful of years of being 
one of the worst or the worst defense yeah. in the league. And you get, you just kept saying like, man, if they could just piece together a halfway decent defense, what kind of team, how far could they go? Well, Cameron Jordan, man, tied for fourth in the NFL with uh, a career high 13 sacks. And the, the draft that they hauled in this year, obviously, uh, the running yeah. back I briefly mentioned in Kamara, phenomenal asset. But you bring in on the defensive side, cornerback Marshawn Lattimore. This guy has really, really shored up that secondary, man. He is dangerous. You do not want to throw it to his side. You are risking a uh, interception. D- definitely uh, a defense that's playing way better now. And uh, it's it's weird. The, the Saints can sit down. They can actually say, we can run it and play defense. And that actually is, is, is a possibility of work, uh, that it works there. So it's going to be very exciting, dude. Yeah, dude, and I want to just throw, throw out this name, Ted Ginn, bro. Yeah. This guy had a great game last week, and he was huge on that Carolina Panthers playoff run. Let's see if this guy's got any magic left in him. But speaking of magic, dude, what's happening over there on that Vikings offense, bro? Yeah, it's been magical in the sense that the quarterback position, no one expected at the beginning of the year, Case Keenum would have the season that he's having, dude. But he's had career highs in all of the statistics. Uh, his passer rating of 98, uh, very, very, you know, solid, if not exceptional, man. And, um, you know, he has really been phenomenal this year. He's yeah. been uh, 8 and O every time that he hits um, a passer rating of at least 100. And his passer rating on plan, Dave. Yeah, let's get him a yeah. high efficiency rating, <laughs> right? But... Let's not forget, um, obviously, that that has come along, Casey, with the emergence of the receiving group, uh, Stefan Diggs, uh, another uh, g- guy there, Adam Thalen, really kind of out of nowhere. I think if you're just an average NFL fan, you weren't thinking Thalen and Diggs are sort of like uh, Pro Bowl caliber dudes, but Adam Thalen with 1,276 yards uh, on the season, dude. I mean, he is a weapon. He has turned himself into an absolutely legitimate high-quality NFL receiver. Stephon Diggs, we saw kind of emerging last year. Uh, and at the tight end position, Kyle Rudolph, uh, eight touchdowns on the season, man. Um, and these guys have all played well against the Saints, dude. Yeah, dude. And then you got to flip it over to this run game. Um, Belvin Cook was the guy who looks phenomenal out of the gate. And yeah. all of a sudden, he goes down. And Latavius Murray wasn't really ready at that point. He still wasn't back from the injury that had hurt him in the offseason. Mm-hmm. He's starting to get healthy, and he's running strong, man. He's looking great behind this line. And then Jared McKinnon, dude, this is kind of a guy that not a real, you know, run straight at you, but he's great out of the backfield. And in open space, man, this guy can really fly. So it's a well-balanced attack that can get you a number of ways for the Vikings, man. Yeah, but I tell you, the way this Vikings defense really, uh, the Vikings team really controls the fo- the football games is through their defense, man. This defensive unit, stout on all three levels, dude. I'm telling you, this is a solid, solid group. That's right. Uh, and up front, you got Everson Griffin, dude, 13 sacks on the year. He is an absolute beast there. And in the back end, I know you love this yep. guy, Harrison Smith from Notre Dame, baby. Pro bowler, dude. Only player in the NFC with 70 or more tackles. And five interceptions. Wow. Five interceptions. And he has throwing a second half on there. This guy is just a smart football player. He's always around the ball. And Trey Waynes has been real nice too, dude, over uh, at the other side at, at DB. You're right, man. This is a sick, sick defense, dude. Holding get teams under 300 yards um, a game. Holding teams under 16 points a game, man. Wow. Um, 
these uh these purple guys are eating some people, bro. This is a stout, stout <laughs> defense, man. That's going to be an interesting, interesting matchup on Sunday, dude. Yeah, I mean, this this Viking squad, dude, and, and they've got themselves a challenge with the way Drew Brees and, and the Saints are putting up yardage and points. Last week, Drew Brees with, what, over 350 passing yards. That's not what happens when this Vikings team hits the field, dude. They, a uh, handful of weeks back, uh, when they played the Rams, the Rams were the highest scoring offense. They managed one touchdown against this Vikings wow. defense. They can shut you down and make you feel stupid and average at best. Uh, if the Vikings are going to move on and have a chance to win this Super Bowl this year, they are going to really need this defense to play lights out, and they can do it, dude. Man, at at home, they are flying to the football, every level, sound and awesome athletic football. Um, it is fun to watch, dude. If you love defense, you love watching this Viking squad, dude. Cannot wait, dude, for Sunday. Oh, baby, get fired up now. Come on, man. <laughs> right. Man, we know it, baby. The divisional game. So sweet. All right, man. Uh, folks, that is going to do it. But so many ways you can check out the Football Radio Show. Subscribe on our YouTube channel. Check us out there and subscribe like us on facebook follow us on twitter subscribe on itunes and stitcher and of course go to footballradioshow.com for all of that good stuff right there again this is the weekend casey folks enjoy the divisional rounds he's case i'm dave we're the football radio show we are out of here